Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the She's Fearless podcast. I am your host, Erica Lipscomb. If this is not your first time listening to the She's Fearless podcast, welcome back. Um, I hope um, that this podcast encourages you, uh, informs you, motivates you, um, and give you the the truth that you need from God to go on with your life, to do life as the way in the way God has required and wants you to live life, to live life fearlessly and and not just not afraid to do something. Like being fearless doesn't mean that you have no fear in you. But it's just being able to not to, to do it while you're afraid to do it and not allow fear to stop you or keep you to accomplishing those goals to um to applying for that job to starting that business to doing like going into ministry and doing what God created you to do doing what God you know, has planned for your life. So many times we spend our times afraid to jump out, to get out of that boat because we're afraid of what might happen. Not what will happen, but what might happen. And that causes us to stay stagnant. That causes us to to not to grow and to develop into the person that we are supposed to be. Because there are people... Believe it or not, there are people out there who are waiting for us to get our act together because there are people, I I, I honestly feel like, feel like that there are people out there that are designed for us to be a blessing to, to, um, to help along the way, along their journey, journey, because what, whatever you are going through or what you've went through in the past can help somebody else. Maybe they're going through that same exact thing that you went through two years ago. Maybe you went through a divorce and maybe God is calling you to speak to divorced women or divorce, or if you're, you know, just divorced people. And maybe that is your calling that God has for you, or, or maybe your calling is something else, whatever it is. Um, I want you, and I also want to be able to walk in my calling to do what God has, has created me to do and to not grow stagnant, not to be um, be living in fear of what could happen. God did not create us to do that. God created us to live free, to have freedom in him and not to be bound by fear, by our past, by what people may think or say, bound by our our uh, insecurities, our doubts, our you know lack of education or financial you know um like lack of financial like you know, money, uh, God will make a way for you to accomplish what he has called you to do, okay? I don't know why I said all that. Maybe that was for someone who was doubting, who was, you know, who's been afraid to step out of the boat. And you know God is calling you to, to do more than just sit in that boat, you know, 
just like you know the the man at the um you know at the pool he sat and lay there he wanted healing he wanted to be healed but he made excuse after excuse after excuse as to why he couldn't get into into that pool to be healed god didn't god didn't baby him but he was like do you want to be healed so do you want to continue to stay stagnant do you want to still stay bound by fear do you still want to be haunted by your past by what people say by whatever it is that is has immobilized you to keep you from growing from to keep you from moving do you want to continue to live your life like that or do you want to grow and flourish flourish do you want to be all that God has called you to be and if that is you then you know continue to listen to this podcast continue to pray continue to seek God and to ask God what is it God that you want me to do and to say and, and be open and honest with God and say you know Lord I'm dealing with I'm struggling with fear I'm struggling with my insecurities I'm struggling with the opinion of people I'm I'm struggling with you know um doubt thinking that I'm not good enough or that I can't do it or and, and you can't do it on your own you can't do it on your own you you know you need God's help strength to to do what you need to do but you have to make a choice on whether you want to stay stagnant you want to stay in that boat you want to stay in fear you want to stay bound or do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to live out the life God has called you to live out? Do you want to live life free? Free from everything that is holding you back. I mean, the, the choice is yours. God is not going to force you to do something. God gave us free will. So what is what is it that you want to do? Want to do? It's up to you to make that choice to stay bound, stay in the boat, stay bound or get out of the boat and be free, free in God, free to do what God has called you to do. So, I mean, that's my little, you know, whatever for the day. Hope that was, um, you know, a blessing to to someone that is struggling, that is dealing, dealing with this. But other than that, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Today is Tuesday, so I don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast. But today is Tuesday, and it's kind of today was kind of rainy and cloudy, but you know I enjoy a good rain. Um, so but I enjoy it like, but rain always makes me like kind of relaxed and sleepy or just make me want to curl up on the couch and watch a, a good movie but I hope everybody's having a wonderful day in spite of what's going on in the world I you know I just want you guys to just draw closer to God and to trust God and to depend on him and he will give you the strength that you need in order to get through your day-to-day um you know situations and circumstances and you know but today um I want to talk about the story about um Esau and Jacob 
and don't know if everybody has heard, have heard this story or read this story, um, but basically um, there's a story about um, twin brothers, Esau and Jacob, and, um, you know, it was, you know, people think that, you know, you watch these soap operas or you watch these reality TV and you think that's, that's drama in that or there's so much, you know, like, surprise or like th thrilling things that um, that goes on but try reading your bible and, and and reading all these stories that's that's in the bible and things family issues that that goes on with um people in the bible and you would think that this is like a soap opera um but you know anyway so I, I want to talk about um, the story about uh, about Esau and Jacob, and the story um, that I want to start start talking about. It's um, I think it starts in Genesis um, chapter um, twenty five. I think not twenty five. Is it twenty five? Um, yeah, it starts in twenty five, starting with with um verse 21 but i'm gonna like i'm gonna talk to to you about the story about um esau and jacob but i want you guys to read this story on your own and you can get the detail the full detail um about the story because i'm just going to give you like a little you know short story about this um so um, not not Esau, uh, Isaac. Um, he had a wife named Rebecca, and Rebecca was barren. And Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife, Rebecca, because, like I said, she was barren; she wasn't able to have children. She couldn't, you know, she, she didn't have children. And the Lord answered um, Isaac, and he blessed Isaac and, and Rebecca, and. Rebecca became pregnant. Now, um, when she became pregnant, she was carrying twin twin boys, and so uh, while she was carrying the boys, the you know the babies, they was the Bible says the babies jostled, which means they were pushing and shoving each other on the inside of her womb. So I mean they was already starting already. Uh, with the the fighting and the you know the warring between each other, and so Rebecca you know prays and and asks the Lord like why is this going on? Was you know what's you know what is it you know what is this all about? And the Lord tells her that two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older one will serve the younger. So when it came time for Rebecca to give birth to her babies, um, the first one that came out, um, he was red. The Bible said that he was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment. And so they named him Esau. So Esau was the oldest one out of the two. And after Esau was born, um, came his brother, who was holding on to the heel 
of Esau, and his name was Jacob. Esau was, as they grew up, Esau was, you know, a skillful hunter, and he was like, you know, a, a man of the open country, the Bible says. But they said, um, the Bible said, but, but while Jacob was quiet, was a quiet man, you know, he stayed among the tents. Esau was loved by Isaac. Jacob was loved by Rebekah. So basically, Esau was Isaac's favorite. I mean, if you want to break it down and just be, you know, just raw and real, Esau was Jacob was was Isaac's fa- uh, favorite. Jacob was his mother's favorite. His mother Rebecca's um favorite. And um of course you know about the story about um how Esau um was famished. He had been out and he had been he was famished. He was hungry. And um and Jacob it says once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country of famished. He said to Jacob, Quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. Um, Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm I, I am about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil soup, or excuse me, lentil stew. He ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. So here it is. Esau had been out in the open country and he he comes in goes home and he's like tired and hungry from all that that he had previously done and he sees that Jacob is cooking some stew and so he was so hungry that he wanted some of that stew and Jacob was like well give me your birthright some of your birthright and and because he was famished Esau sold his birthright to Jacob. Now, I don't know about you, but ain't that I ain't that much um uh, hungry where I'm going to sell my birthright to anybody. I don't care whether you're family, whether you're you're my twin, I don't know. No, we're not no. We're, we're not doing that. Uh-uh. Um but but it said that after he sold his birthright to Jacob, Esau despised his his um his birthright. You know, it's it's like how hungry do you have to be in order to to sell your birthright? Like, like you know, it I don't know. So, but it's he was that hungry where he he wanted his birthright. He wanted to sell his 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 birthright. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit and um, I'm going to go on to when Jacob was getting ready to um, to give his his blessing. So Isaac, I'm, I'm sorry, 
when Isaac, excuse me, Isaac, the father was going to um, give his, his blessing. So by this time, Isaac, you know, when, when Esau and Jacob was born, Isaac was already old. He was like 60 years old. And so, um, so by this time I'm, I'm kind of fast forwarding it. So by this time, Isaac was old and the Bible says that his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, could no longer see. So he called out for his oldest son, Esau, and he told Esau, he said, you know, I am old now, I'm an old man, and I don't know, basically he was sick, he doesn't know, you know, how long that, you know, he has to live. So he wanted him to, he told him to get his weapons, go his, you know, go, go get his quiver and, and bow, bow, and go out and hunt some wild game for him. And, and that was something that Isaac loved with wild game. And he, and he said, so when you come back, I want you to prepare it. And, and, um, so I can eat it. And the, after I, I eat it, I'm going to bless you before I die. Well, his wife, Rebecca heard this, overheard this. And because her favorite was Jacob, she was like, nah, nah, son, we ain't about to do that. Like, if anybody's going to be getting that blessing, it's going to be my son, Jacob, my favorite, basically. that I mean, she didn't say my son, my favorite, but basically that was basically how she felt about him. So Rebecca tells um, Jacob about it and she was like, I need you to, I need you to do this. Um, basically, she she told him that he needs to pretend to be his brother Esau. So she got some clothes of Esau and she um, had him to get like a, um, like the, the fur or, you know, the hair of an animal. And she put it on like his, his hands. Um, and then, uh, and he went out, went to, to, to Esau. And so with Esau being like his eyes was, was bad. He didn't know that who was coming to him. Like she, she had prepared the food that, that, um, that Isaac had wanted. And so, um, Jacob goes in there dressed like Esau with the fur or the, you know, the hair on his hands, on his body to make his dad think that he was Esau so he can get the blessing. So now he's deceiving his father just for the blessing. And, um, he goes in and at first his father was like, uh, you sound like Jacob, but you, you feel like Esau. And anyway, to make a long story short, um, he goes in and he blesses Jacob thinking it was Esau. And soon after Jacob leaves, Esau comes and here's Esau ready to get that blessing. He's already got the game and he's ready to get that blessing. And as was like, 
who are you? And he was like, I'm your son. I'm your oldest, your, your firstborn uh, Esau. And I think at that time, Isaac knew what, what had happened. And he knew that it was Jacob that had came in the first time. And, and he was like, basically, he already had put in you know, bless Jacob. Um, but Esau, you know, of course, him being upset, he wanted a, a blessing. And he was like, well, I can't bless you the way I bless Jacob. But he did. Um, this is what Isaac said to Esau. Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Now, this is not the same blessing that Isaac gave to Jacob. The blessing that got that that Isaac gave to J Jacob was this: May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. Now, basically, it's, it's, it's saying basically what the Lord had, um, had already had told um, Isaac um, that, that the older will serve the younger. You know, or or that you know the Lord told Rebecca that the older would serve the young when she was, um, when she was carrying um Esau and 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 um and Jacob in her womb and they was warring and fighting against each other even in, inside her womb, and she was asking the Lord, what's you know what is this all about? What's going on? And this is when the Lord said, two nations are are in your womb and the peop and two peoples. From within would be separated. One per one people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. And this was the blessing that that um, Isaac had given to to um, Jacob about you know about the the um, that that he would be lord over his brothers. And it's the same thing that God had told um, Rebecca. And to make, you know, like I said, to make a long story short, um, Esau gets mad and he's to the point where he's angry. He's angry to the point where he wants to kill his blood brother, um, Jacob, the one he was in the womb with. The one, even when he was in the womb, he was, they was warring against each other. They was fighting, they was pushing, they were shoving each other. Um, and now that he found, finds out that Jacob, not only, um, he was deceived from his birthright and he was deceived from getting his blessing. And I don't know, I always kind of wonder, like, did, did, did Jacob really deceive you with you know getting your birthright because because he didn't force you like you gave it up on your own because you was hungry you know you wanted something to eat and and Jacob said well sell me your birthright and you can cast some that's like is it worth the cost of losing your birthright 
you know, but he's, he was angry because he was deceived and, you know, and Jacob did him wrong. And, and so he, he got, he, Jacob pretty much flees and Esau goes after him. And my question, my thing is a lot of times, just like Esau, we get mad and we get angry and we want to fight somebody and we're like have all this bitterness and all this rage in us um and we're upset and bitter and, and angry over you know and and, and want to fight somebody over something that was never meant for you to have that the Lord had already said that Esau was going to serve or be, uh, you know, be under Jacob. Jacob was the one that's going to be over, be Lord over his brothers. That that is what the Lord had already said. The older will serve the the, the younger. So it was already in God's plan for this to happen. It was already in God's plan for Jacob to rule over Esau, for Esau to be the one that has to serve his, who is the, the older one has to serve the younger one. Esau spent all that time angry, trying to hating, hating his brother, Jacob chasing after Jacob so he could kill him over something that was never meant for him to have. Now, Rebecca and, and, and Jacob got this plan together so he can deceive his father. And my thing is, what is meant for you to have, you're going to get God is not going to keep what was already meant for you. Keep you from, you know, getting what was already meant for you. Like, we think we get mad at this and that. And maybe it wasn't meant for you to have that. Maybe it wasn't meant for you to marry that person. Maybe it wasn't meant for you to have that position. Or, you know, get that position or get that job. Maybe it wasn't meant for you to do whatever it is that you're upset about. Maybe it wasn't God's plan for you to have those things. And we get upset because it didn't work out the way we wanted to. We get get upset because so and so did this to us and you want to get that person back when all when all, all you know, actuality it could be a blessing in disguise. But we're so focused on on trying to get something that never even belong to us in the first place that first of all Esau sold his birthright and then Jacob deceives Isaac to get that blessing it was already in in God's plan for Esau not to get that blessing it was already in God's plan for Jacob to get that blessing now hey the way now Jacob went about it was yeah was you know how Jacob went about it, jacked up, yeah, to deceive 
your father who's already old, who's already can't see that well, and you're going to deceive him and get something that in human or, um, you know, like in man's world that was supposed to have gone to Esau, but God's plan overrules what, what man, basically God's plan rules, overrules man's plan. We make plans of doing this and having this done and to accomplish this, but God's plan is, it's like, no, this is what is going to happen. I know it's predicted that you're supposed to get this and you're supposed to have that and you're supposed to accomplish this and do this and, and do that and be this. But this, but that's not my plan for you. That is not my plan. And we get upset and we get bitter and we get angry. And not only do we get angry at that person who we felt like deceived us or or did us wrong, but we get angry at God. Like God has a plan for our life. There are things God has for us that nobody else can get. That God has just for us. And when God has something for you, it doesn't matter who tries to deceive you or tries to deceive anybody else, or try to say this, or try to do this, or whatever. What God has for you, that there's a song out there, and I don't know if this is the name of the song, but some of the words of it says, um, what God has for you is for you. There's nothing or no one that can stop the blessing God has for you. We spend, just like Esau, we spend so much time mad and angry and bitter and being nasty to, to that person who we felt like did you wrong. And maybe they did do you wrong. But just like Esau, we're fighting over something and mad and bitter and angry over something that never was f- supposed to be for us in the first place. 20 years, um, Jacob spent running from his brother Esau. And finally, after the 20 years, they finally met up. And by that time, God, you should just read the, you know, read the story about Esau and Jacob. And by the time Esau and Jacob met up, it had been like 20 years had, had been like, been, I wouldn't say wasted, but... 20 years had, had gone by and Jacob was different. And by the time um, Jacob had wrestled with the angel and Jacob had was different and Esau um, was different. Esau was angry and bitter. And, and so when they met Esau, like Esau's heart had been changed. Jacob had been changed and God had did a work in both of them, but it it was like over probably like twenty years that they finally came back together, and the rage and the anger and the hatred that Esau had towards his brother Jacob because Esau wanted to kill Jacob over something that wasn't supposed you know wasn't for him in the first place. 
in God's eyes, in God's plan. That was not his plan for Esau to get that blessing that Isaac gave Jacob. And my question is, are you going to, are you going to spend your time angry and fussing and fighting and having unforgiveness towards someone who did you wrong just because they got something that you felt like should have went to you? But in all actuality, that was not God's plan for you anyway. Are you going to continue to hold on to that and, and to be that way? Or are you going to release it? And are you going to accept the plan and the blessings that God has for you? I mean, that's it's up to you. That's your choice. Because I don't want anything that is not... God's plan or God's will for my life. As much as I may want it, as much as I may love to have this or 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 get this or be with this certain person, if that is not who God wants me to be with, I don't want to be with that person. If that's not the job that God wants don't want me to have, I don't want that job. If that is if God doesn't want me to have a, a, get another car right now, then that's fine. If God doesn't want me to to do this or, or do that, that's fine. I want to be in the will of God and God's plan more than I want what doesn't belong to me. Because if something does not belong to you, if if something is not a part of God's will and plan for your life, do you know how much of a headache that would probably be? Because you're not in the will of God. You're not in God's plan. That is not what God wants you to have. That is not who God wants you to marry. So don't be upset. Don't hate. Don't be angry or bitter about not receiving what you thought you should have gotten. I will hope that you will want to be in God's will, that your desires is the same as God's desires. Your wants are the same as what God wants for your life. That you will want to be who God wants you to be. That you will want to do what God wants you to do. That you will go after the things that God wants you to go after. It's, it's not about, you know, what you think you deserve. But what does God says you deserve? What does God say belongs to you? Allow God to bless you in a way that is good for you. In the way that he wants to bless you. Because you could have gotten that thing that you're you're you were angry about that you felt like somebody deceived you and, and, and did you wrong over and it could be the worst thing ever you can go ahead and marry that guy that even though that wasn't God's plan for your life that's not who God wanted you to have even though everybody might have said girl you know you two make a good a cute couple you know or he's a good man. He'll do this for you and this. And, and even though everybody might think, your family and friends might think, 
that you guys may look good together. But if that if that's not who God wants you to be with, don't do it. God doesn't want you to to apply for that job, even though that job would be a good stepping stone for you to get to where you want to be, even though that would be the ideal job for you to have. If that is not God's will and plan for you to have that job, don't do it. I want to be in the will of God. I want to, you know, be in God's plan. I want God's plan to be fulfilled in in my life, not be be selfish and think about myself and think, well, this is what I want. What, as if you know what is best than God. God knows what you need. He knows what you don't need. Just trust God and don't sweat the things that you lost. Don't be like Esau and sweat the things that you lost. You know, so many people, we talk about the story about Jacob and um, how, how he wrestled with the angel. And nobody really talks a lot about Esau and the struggle that he had to deal with as far as, you know, having his birthright, you know, selling his his birthright and having, you know, Jacob, you know, um, deceive their father for the blessing that, you know, he thought he should have gotten. And the fact that, you know, Esau spent that time angry, chasing after Jacob to kill him for something that didn't even never really belonged to him in the first place that wasn't meant for him to have so my question is what is what are you going to do are you going to be like Esau and fight after and go after something that is never meant that God never meant for you to have or are you going to let it go and trust God to open up doors and bring the right person and the right job and or whatever. And trust God's plan for your life. Be in the will of God. Be in the will of God. Desire what God desires for you. Do not... Spend your time, waste your time fighting for something God does not want you to have. Let it go and allow God's will to take place in your life. Well, that's all for today. I hope you're blessed by this. And um, until next time, have a wonderful day, week, weekend, whatever, whenever you listen to this. And um, you will hear from me another time. Peace.